Hi, I'm Dr. Holly Tett, and with over a decade working in clinical psychology and dog behaviour, I've built my business into a small but mighty empire, allowing me to help thousands of dogs and their people each year. And the best bit? I'm no longer burning myself out in the process. And now I'd love to help you to do the same. This is the first dog trainer podcast to delve into the real talk when it comes to working as a dog professional, the highs, the lows, and how to provide emotional support for the dog, the human caregiver, and also for you, the trainer. So if you're a force-free dog pro who cares deeply for the dogs and people that you help, you are in the right place. Welcome to training dogs, training people, and keeping our together. Hi, welcome back to the podcast and happy new year to you. I hope you had a restful break and that you're feeling good about 2024, whatever it may bring, who knows. (laughs) I try to, I keep seeing those things on Instagram where people do a year in review. And they're very, very prepared, these people thinking about this in advance, I think. (laughs) Um, And I just thought, oh my gosh, a year is simultaneously a tiny amount of time and a huge stretch stretch of time. And I was just thinking about, all of the stuff I've done this year personally professionally and it's it's tons um and that's not to say that I'm doing anything spectacular or special but I just mean that I think all of us are doing tons and when you really look at it you think wow that is that's pretty cool (laughs) um so I hope 2023 wasn't too unkind to you I think it was a hard year for lots of people I certainly had my moments in 2023 um I'm sure I'll have them in 2024 as well but I'm hoping with another year of experience at life behind me that it will be a little bit easier I don't know. We'll see, I guess. But today I wanted to talk to you about something which is such a common fear for so many dog business owners. And that is, you know, what happens? What do you do? How do you manage when you sell a program or a class and no one ever turns up? (laughs) So maybe you had trouble filling a puppy class and you got two people and then neither of them turned up on the first day or maybe you are running a webinar and you had 100 people register and no one turned up live and you thought do I just do this to myself do I just sit here and give myself this webinar is there any point in doing this um and it can hurt like it hurts our ego whether it's face to face or online it really doesn't matter um you know people I had someone just the other day who booked a session uh, an assessment with me and then postponed it a couple of times and then cancelled it and even though I know all the reasons why that could happen and I'm going to talk about lots of them today with you I was still immediately my immediate thing that my brain did was go oh what was it me was it something I did or something I didn't do did they read something about me did someone say something did they see me with my own dog and think oh my goodness I don't want to work with her like you know your mind just goes down this huge spiral sometimes um And it's usually along the lines of, I've done something wrong. There's something about me or my business that they have decided for some reason isn't good enough for them, isn't going to be good for them and their dog. And it can really knock our confidence and, and make us feel bad about ourselves. And this is something that I think can happen throughout a career. So if you're new, if you're doing your first set of classes and this is happening or happened to you, that might make you think you know what no I'm not cut out for this this is not for me (laughs) clearly I can't even get people to come to the class right however if you've been in business for 30 years and this happens you might feel similarly is this still the job for me 
clearly something's changed, something's gone wrong, right? So it doesn't matter what stage you're at, you can have those similar feelings. I, in fact, there's this um, restaurant that I love. It's in um, the town that I used to live in, in North London. And I live in East London now, but I will sometimes make the half an hour drive to get a takeout from there takeaway because it's so damn good (laughs) anyway it's quite embarrassing now it's actually at the point where they know my name but whatever so I have like a friendly little chat with the manager when I go in if he's there and I went in a couple of days ago and I was talking to him and I was like how's it going how was your new year blah 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 and he said oh you know business has actually been really slow over the last couple of months um, it's picking up a bit now thankfully but whew, I was getting worried there for a second um, and I said oh yeah I've got my own business I know what it's like when you have those kind of lulls and it really starts to make you feel paranoid really what's going on what's going wrong and he was like yeah I was thinking do I need to rethink my marketing do I need to rethink my menu do I need to so really that's totally different industry but the same fears creep in now there's nothing wrong with reviewing your stats seeing that things aren't going as well as they normally do and wondering what might be helpful to change that's okay but going oh my god it's a catastrophe (laughs) I need to scrap this idea and start again that's when we can get a little bit of control let's say (laughs) so my first question for you is have you ever done this so let's flip it on its head when you've been a customer have you ever not turned up to something so maybe you did a three you signed up for a three-day training and you did day one and you just didn't go back for day two and three maybe you signed up for a webinar and you didn't turn up and they sent you the replay and you never opened the email and maybe you meant to or you just didn't get around to it or perhaps you just decided oh you know what no I don't want to do that anymore have you ever done that probably (laughs) probably I think all of us have done that at some point um or maybe you have plans with someone and you ghosted them maybe you're speaking to someone on a dating app and you just uh decided that it wasn't for you and you felt really awkward and uncomfortable so you just never spoke to them again so many different situations where this can happen and so many situations where I think we've all done this at some point when you did this if you can think of an example I will give you an example from this very week I saw a free training on TikTok. I haven't really done much of TikTok at all. So I was like, oh, that might be interesting. I might have a look at that. And I signed up for it and I didn't attend live. I had no intention of attending live, actually. I thought I'll catch the replay. Um, The person sent the replay out. And by that point, I'd planned my next six months in my business. TikTok was not a feature of that. And so I never watched the replay. Now, what that person had to share might have been incredible, could have been hugely valuable, could have really helped me grow my business if I wanted to go that route but I didn't, so I didn't watch it. There was nothing to do with that person. It wasn't the subject of their email. It wasn't the welcome video in their confirmation email. It wasn't anything that they said or did. It was me. It was totally me and my decision, right? So chances are you've probably been there too. So let's have a think then about some of the reasons why this might happen. So the first one is one I just gave, like it's just no longer relevant or interesting. And I think this can tap into us, especially if you're someone that has a bit of a tricky money story. Because when I was growing up, it was very much, I spoke about this on the podcast before, but money was very tight. And so, you know, there was no way that my mum would have paid for something and not used it. That would have been seen as really wasteful so 
when money's involved, that can be tricky. But actually, maybe you also grew up with the notion that you should be your word, you should respect people's time, nothing wrong with that. And so you felt the need to attend, even though you maybe didn't want to. Um, it's interesting, I've had people before, when I've done webinars that have several hundred people attending, and I've had people super kindly email and say dear holly i'm registered for this webinar at seven o'clock i'm so sorry i can't attend i don't expect that i don't expect people to let me know they can't come to a public webinar but some people because that's important to them to respect people's time they take the time to do that which i think is incredible so that's one reason it can just be something practical that's just stopping people from from attending or coming to your class The second one I think is fairly obvious. We all know this, but it's some kind of fear. They're scared of something. (laughs) And the one I think we don't talk about very much is that they're scared of you. You could be some, in their mind's eye, an expert in dogs, um, rather than the kindly welcoming person that you are they've just maybe seen your advert or found you on google and they don't know anything about you they don't know anything about your style and the way that you teach and so they're thinking oh i've registered for this class but actually now i'm kind of scared i don't know if my dog's gonna behave i don't know how i'm gonna come across i paid for it but you know what i'm just i'm gonna just hide in the corner and not go (laughs) so some kind of fear can stop them from from attending from that can stop them that can get in their way The other thing that can happen is they just don't really value it that much. So maybe they bought your your adolescent course for, I don't know, or program for, I don't know, let's say £50, $50, whatever. Um, And by the time they got around to watching it, actually their dog wasn't really doing a lot of the things that they were worried about initially. They'd kind of grown out of them a little bit. Um, Or maybe they did it because they knew that you should sign up to dog training, but they can't really be bothered it's not that valuable to them it's not that meaningful they don't really have any issues they need to work through everything's kind of fine with their dog so actually you know what I don't need to do this anymore so it can just be a a case of value I don't have much value in this because it's not important to me right now the other thing that can happen is and we've spoken about this a little bit on the podcast before in various ways but this person might have some educational trauma in their history so what that looks like is perhaps a really difficult experience at school so maybe someone had undiagnosed dyslexia for example so they really struggled with reading or writing or both um, and it was undiagnosed so they didn't get the support that they needed and maybe they were told that they were stupid or that they were slow to pick up or that they weren't at the same level of other, of other students actually it was nothing to do with them being stupid or slow to pick up it was simply that they didn't have the support that they needed for their dyslexia because no one knew about it so that person might have had a really negative experience of learning of education and even though they're coming to you for dog training which is very different from school education it's got the same vibe right it's going to school some of them even call puppy school or dog school right it's going to school it's being taught it's having to learn it's having to give answers potentially and perform like that's a lot for some people um and so that can take them right back to those difficult emotions that they experience when they're in school and make it much more unlikely that they're going to come along to your session 
linked very closely to that, social anxiety. So lots of people are really anxious about speaking in a group. I definitely feel like this. There's certain situations now where I'm fine with it, but other situations are definitely not. Maybe they are really worried about the fact that on that first session, you're going to go around the room and make them introduce themselves and introduce their dog and they hate speaking in public and that's going to make them go bright red and stutter and be really embarrassed. Or maybe they think, oh gosh, like when we do loose leash walking, I'm going to have to get up and walk up and down in front of everyone else. Going to make us do it one by one. Everyone's going to see what I look like and I'm really conscious about my body and oh no, that's awful. Um... Or, actually, I really struggle to make conversation with other people. And when we're all waiting outside to go in, people are going to talk to me and I don't know how to navigate that. Um, So there's lots and lots of reasons why people might sign up for something because they want to do it, but then back out because they're anxious. So that's another huge one that can be at play here as well. Two more for you. A disagreement between partners. So if you have a family or a partnership, two, two people in a partnership who are bringing a dog up together, chances are that some of these couples or families are going to have a disagreement about how to work with the dog. Maybe some people are firmer, some people want to use punishment, some people want to use positive reinforcement, some people want to have a strict regimen, some people want to have it a bit more free-flowing. And you're probably going to align with one of them more than the other. (laughs) And so maybe they come along to the first class or they don't come along to the first class, they come along to, you know, your intro session or whatever it might be, and they figure out, you know what, this is great for my partner but for me this isn't going to work they have a disagreement about it they can't decide what to do and so they don't come along to that second session so that can be another thing that happens it's nothing to do with you it's to do with them their family dynamics and the fact that they just can't agree (laughs) on how to bring up their dog and the last one maybe they are being a fantastic dog guardian so they signed up for class face-to-face class let's say and then they realized you know what my dog is not going to cope well with this my dog does not do well inside my dog does not do well around other dogs my dog is scared of people that they don't know this isn't the right environment for them and the fact that they haven't communicated that to you does not mean that that is not a great decision for that dog and that person in fact so maybe they're just being fantastic (laughs) dog guardian Let's say you work online, same thing could apply here. So I was getting so stressed about how my dog barks at every single noise, the fireworks that were going off over Christmas and New Year. Oh my goodness, he was barking constantly, constantly, constantly. So I signed up for this um, barking course with Holly. And then, you know what? Actually, I realized that that is important, but we're not going to have fireworks for a few months now. They've all kind of gone away now. And what's more important is we get him really comfortable with going to the vet because we need to go for monthly checkups because he's got an ongoing condition that's what we need to focus on you know I've bought this fireworks course I haven't signed him I'm going to check it out again in a few months time when we're when we've got a bit more breathing space and we've worked through some of the things that are a bit more pressing again they may not ever tell you that it'd be lovely if they did (laughs) but actually that is a dog guardian making a fantastic decision for them and their dog so there's just a few examples of why people may not 
turn up for your first class, may not turn up for your second class, may drop off, may not attend your webinar, may not attend your program, may never sign into something that they've just paid a thousand dollars for and they just don't even sign in and you're thinking, what the heck? Firstly, it's their choice, it's their prerogative. They get to do what they want to do with their time. And secondly, it's probably nothing to do with you. It's probably one of these many reasons, multiple of these many reasons, or something that we haven't even thought of. (laughs) So cut yourself a little bit of slack, take a deep breath in, think about, okay, what do I need to do a little bit differently next time, if anything, and just sometimes ride the wave a bit. Don't panic. Think about the person that I spoke to in the restaurant and how he was just able to ride that wave until it started to feel a little bit better. Okay, that's everything for today. Take care. Speak to you later.